Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 77. It's Monday night, August 16th, 2021. Thank you for listening. In studio tonight is the birthday boy, Brian Clark. She <laughs> respectfully. Shit, happy birthday, Brian. Thanks, bro. Also joining us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota is Bo Brady. What up, Bo? What's up? What's up, man? <clears throat> so we, uh, we're going to try this again because somebody forgot to hit fucking record. I don't give a fuck. I can't believe we probably went like 20 minutes. So, shit. Visit us at houseofhoops.com. It's H-A-U-S. I'm a little pissed off. H-A-U-S of hoops.com. That's where our social media is at. You can find our shop. You can call. The number's there on the website. It's 901-300-6575. Leave us a voicemail. You get three minutes or less. We'll play it on air. We hope you enjoy the show this week. Thank you. And get your wind First I grab the pump and pump Shoot a pump nigga down Clown like a fucking psychopath To them triple stick Down, down, down Down killers love to squeeze on them triggers Trigger to kill them and ass within the mind Of another figure, figure out What the fuck will the devil confront you with? Sorry, I'm just livid right now. I'm fired up. I'm so pissed off. I cannot believe. That's the first time I've ever done that. It's not recorded the show. It's fucking ridiculous. Suck 
a nigga dick for six ducks in the mouth of a talking ass coward. Look at you, a duck, your name ought to be Howard. And how would a regular nigga survive against them bitches? No, making bitches don't get dumped in bitches. No, if my spots, biggity busts on these busters, take them out. We smoked out, we loaded out, loaded out, loaded out, loaded out, loaded out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You niggas can't fuck with the triple C. Bitch! You dumbass. Bo. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> feel uh, like this is an authentic. We already kind of did this. But how's your week been, man? What have you been up to? Oh, not much. Uh, I guess a lot of things. I guess stuff. remind me. My uh, youngest is the boy, and he swallowed a dime today. Yeah. Or tonight, I guess it was. <laughs> right. So, I, basically, to give the quick rundown. I, That's I crazy, po- man. <laughs> <laughs> I called poison control. <laughs> yeah, I called poison control, and they said he needs an x-ray. Then we called the pediatrician, so we're going to go see them at 920 tomorrow morning. Right. I'm hoping, you know, that they take an x-ray and it's like oh look there it is and then then he hopefully takes a maybe it's even moved into his you know intestines by now maybe it's, might have maybe it's maybe it's in the morning it would be in his colon and maybe the pediatrician can just pull it out who the hell knows how do they but anyhow, do that <laughs> <laughs> anyway so to, so we got Smart's visit where we get an X-ray, pay pay the copay, get a bill for that, and then hopefully he will shit it out, and I will find the dime, mm-hmm. and I won't have to go for a second visit, and that's the end of it. All right, so I got three dimes. Oh, I got two dimes here. Do you have a dime? We're all gonna. No, no, he ate it. We're all gonna swallow dimes in solidarity. There we go. <laughs> for your boy. Yeah. I will I will stand with your child. <laughs> I will die I will dime with the boy. I will dime with with Boyer the fourth or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yep. So what a dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never swallowed no damn money. I'm Forty years old. I ain't never swallowed no damn money. Yeah. But at least you have the opportunity now. You have to. You don't have to repeat all the awful things you said about your kid. Right? That's true. I don't have to. It's probably tell everybody I thought he was a dumbass or anything like that. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe that's the first time that's ever happened. I'm so frustrated. Like my my heart sank. I looked to see how long we had been going, and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't hit record." That's okay. You just need to hit record from the beginning. Seventy-seven fucking episodes. I always do. Doesn't matter, dude. Who gives a fuck? Let's keep oh, rolling. It's frustrating, frustrating you, beyond belief. Fucking you amateur. To talk, you want me to talk about um, Mississippi burning or to get to Brian? I mean, I I think we should probably talk about Mississippi burning again. You know, like you watched it. <laughs> yeah. So I, funny you should mention. I did watch it. <laughs> did I did? It was I. It was an excellent movie. Yeah. I recommend it. It had a good cast. Gene Hackman. Yeah. Willem, Willem Dafoe and Francis McDermott. 
McDermott, McDermott. Yeah, they've also they've all been in other movies as well. <laughs> I then love. If you haven't Gene seen Hackman. it, Jeff. You should you should watch it. Put another chip in the no. What does he say? Because uh, you made a phone call. <laughs> Gene Hackman's one of my favorite actors. The Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, yeah. Hoosiers. 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 <laughs> Hoosiers. <laughs> he was in Hoosiers. <laughs> Brian's laughing hysterically because it took us like 20 minutes to figure out all the movies Gene Hackman was in. Hoosiers was like the last one we named. Last time <laughs> we did this. <laughs> I think I said something like, this is a basketball podcast. And we didn't say anything about Gene Hackman being in Hoosiers. I mean, what the fuck? Where are we? Yeah. Mississippi Burning. You should watch it, Jeff, if you haven't seen it. Who's in it? Uh, fucking uh, Quinn Snyder's in it. <laughs> and Frances McDormand, she's good. We loved her in Fargo. Yeah. She's a real actress. Bo, tell us about Mississippi Burning. Well, it is a movie about the disappearance of three civil rights workers in just outside of Philadelphia, Mississippi. And Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe, they're, they're FBI agents, and they go down there to try to figure it out <laughs> yeah it's there's a lot of racism and kkk stuff and mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like something that i would enjoy yeah it's a great it's kind of one of you know it's a good good movie about a true story and it's made really well brian you've seen it right i have it's a great movie mm -hmm. i had a funny feeling you had seen that I don't, know, I don't know how you would know that. Um, Gene Hackman gets to go down there and be a total badass. That's right. That's correct, uh, Brian. And then there's one scene where he grabs one of the bad guys <laughs> by the testicles and squeezes them really hard. While he's drinking a Budweiser, I believe. That, God, that is correct. He is drinking a Budweiser. If that ain't Southern, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's Gene Hackman versus like the local law enforcement mm -hmm. who and, you'll be and, surprised to find out are also members of the kkk and they don't take too kindly from these out-of-towners that's right all right mm -hmm. okay and the way you know actually and this is one thing i didn't get to say but i'm glad it, we're talking about it again there's a lot of parallels with like the way people are reacting to this covid shit and you know i don't want to wear a mask it's my way of life and you're disrupting me and they're just it's like the same fucking song and dance we don't like black people we don't like covid you can't tell me to wear a mask you mm -hmm. can't tell me i to share a table or a fucking bathroom with black people it's all the same fucking nonsense that they're doing today and it's all the same fucking assholes too so fuck you if you don't want to wear a fucking mask or get a covid shot you're a dumbass you're probably racist too fuck off there i said it hell yeah hillbilly shit Hey, I, I'm glad you said it. I love it. But it's fucking true, though. It is. It's like the same line of thinking. It is literally watch that movie with that mm -hmm. with that line of thought. And and another thing about the COVID and the fucking assholes, <laughs> it's it's like when the AIDS epidemic hit in the early 80s, these same fucking anti-maskers were the same fucking assholes, like calling it the gay AIDS oh, or, right. or the gay cancer, excuse me. And like just like blaming the fucking homos for having butt sex. <laughs> and it's like, no, it actually it's just coincidental that it's spreading through that population like wildfire has nothing to do with their 
that they're attracted to the same sex. Hmm. Fucking. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what else you've been uh, up to? <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you watch that? Did you rewatch that 1988 Olympic men's basketball gold medal game? I actually did not. Yeah, I know you didn't. It was in Spanish, so I, I didn't. Also, I, I'd like to at some point. You also but. never sent me the link, so I didn't watch it either. Yeah. It's yeah. tough It's tough watching basketball games in a foreign language because all the players look different. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> what else you been up to? You want to tell that story about your bathroom again? <laughs> uh, it's the basically, kids. long story short, the bathroom doesn't work, but we're using a hose that has a shower head attached to it. <laughs> so we're making, we're making it work. oh boy (laughs) i need a new bathroom uh, yeah you gotta get that bathroom fixed bro you gotta put that shit on the list gotta find a reputable plumber reputable contractor contractor whatever anyway yeah you know it's brian's birthday tomorrow oh yeah that's right birthday it's your birthday. If I die, carry me inside uh, the Lewis style. Uh, they ask me what I do and who I do it for. Yeah. And I come up with this shit up in the studio. Yeah. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. When I die, bury me inside the Gucci style. Oh, Brian. When I die, bury me under the pizza store. <laughs> How fucking old are you going to be tomorrow? <laughs> old. <laughs> You're supposed to be off work. I'll be 41. Yeah, man. Got a got a pretty sweet uh, dinner reservation lined up. Yeah. Tomorrow night. What time? 7.30. 7.30? Yeah. So you need to be out of there a little early tomorrow. It'd be nice. Yeah. I guess Brian's picking up a shift in the morning. Yeah. <sighs> COVID scares. COVID's the gift that keeps on giving, man. More COVID scares. Left yeah. and right everywhere you had initially taken the day off because it's your birthday but you know things just don't always work out in a in a pandemic they do not what have you been up to Um, what did you do last week um, i worked a lot worked a fun event saturday night here in memphis yeah Uh, the the memphis chicken and beer festival oh what, what the fuck were you doing there um we served uh, our buffalo chicken pizza, <laughs> and it was a hit. <laughs> we sold the shit out of some pizzas, man. They were for sale. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. I thought it was so. It was one of those. It was. It was um, at the Liberty Bowl on the field, and it was. You get in. It's forty dollars to get in, mm-hmm. and we assumed that that meant it's forty dollars to get in, and you get the beer and the food for free. Right. Well. Over the course of everything setting setting everything up over the past probably week or two, we just assumed that we were donating the pizzas. And so at some point we got a call or an email from the organizer and they were like, Hey, you put down food donation, you're actually not donating food, you're selling it. Okay. So we sold slices for a dollar a piece for four dollars a piece. Oh, you went from free to four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, that was like the median everybody was selling. It was about $4 a plate. It was like four to six sure. bucks a plate. Sure, you know? sure. Fair, fair. So we took, we took you know, we, we charged the, the least amount. We charged the, the lowest amount anybody else was charging. Fair enough. 
You don't want to lowball too much. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Pits everybody off. Well, so a slice of our pizza, you know, you get in the store and it's like three fifty plus tax. So I mean, we, you know, people weren't paying much more than they'd pay for the slice in the store. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we had fun. We, you know, we made some money, and I got to drink some beers. Um, I got to actually drive my truck in to set up on the field. Can't do that with a Civic. And I got a pretty sweet picture of me outside my truck on the 50-yard line yeah. at the Liberty Bowl. I saw that. I it was saw that. I didn't know hilarious. what the context was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what's crazy is um so we, we just kind of started lugging stuff in, you know, I had a I had, you know, bus tubs and and boxes full of stuff in the back of my truck. We had a we had a big propane grill because mm-hmm. we kind of we kind of park hooked the pizzas at one of our locations. Brought them down and finished them off. We were like, we'll finish them off on a propane grill, so they're kind of fresh, you know. Yeah. Um, they have just been sitting in like a like a steam box for however long. Sure, sure. Um, so it was definitely a better product. But I was like, we're not. I don't want to lug this grill. Right. When we had to park in the parking lot and kind of come all the way in and it's lug long, down a big ramp. Wear all the way out the wheels. So we come down, <laughs> and I'm bring, just bringing like a bus tub in and some other stuff. And I noticed there's other vehicles parked on the field. And so I come to somebody. I was like, hey. Hey, I'm kind of late getting here, but can I bring, can I pull my truck in? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah it's fine. And uh, so I, I, they were like, just, you know, drive very slowly, you know, <laughs> like don't, don't tear up, you know, the field turf or anything. I was like, yeah, I got you. That's, that's fine. You know, like, so, so what do I do? Do I, uh, do I just leave my car down here? Cause I'm, I'm going to load out when the event's over. And they're like, no, no, you got to pull the car. You got to pull your car back out and then bring it back in at the end mm. to unload. And I was like, well, that seems counterintuitive, but okay, whatever you say. They don't want it just sitting on the grass. I guess. I guess. Well, there. I mean, it's weird though. There were other cars out there. Mm. Like there were. I mean, there were food trucks there, and I guess because they're a food truck, they just that's their kitchen. They got to kind of leave it down there. Mm. But what? So we we showed up a little late. I got Why stuck f- at work. Wait, hold on. Why the fuck did this happen at the Liberty? I don't know. It's 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 apparently it's an event that's happened there for a couple of years. Why didn't they just do it at like Tiger Lane? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't have. Continue. I don't have an answer there. <laughs> Um, seems so stupid yeah i know <laughs> but <laughs> so we were late i got stuck at work that day i had to come in and open the store oh. and then kind of you know left a little late ran into a couple you know situations kind of in between getting you know between work and getting to the site and so i was like all right well we're done setting up the place is about to open up i need to pull my car out of here so you, you know turn around and pull out and you kind of go on this ramp that kind of it's like the tunnel that's kind of i believe it's where like the players come out mm-hmm. um before the game and so i'm kind of going up this ramp and coming you come around a corner like a blind corner mm-hmm. and i come around the corner and they'd open the doors and there's all these people <laughs> just coming down this oh. tunnel towards my oh, car <laughs> and it was like being in like a you know one of those like apocalyptic zombie movies or something where you're in the car and there's all these people just like walking are you driving with the traffic or Um, against against the the traffic so like you're going back to save somebody and everybody's fleeing the town yes yeah (laughs) so they why is this moron going back they had to stop letting people in so i could pull my truck out oh like this this could have been avoided if you just let me leave it parked down there right it seems like you'd cause more damage leaving and coming back in than you would just leaving it parked there but what do i know uh so next time you'll know better yeah fun event though and i got a i got a really sweet picture of you know me and my truck me and my 50 yard line and my truck just out there on the ball field man man that's pretty kick-ass the only thing that would have made that better is if you threw a touchdown in the game we decided if if we do it next year we're bringing a football i don't understand 
Doesn't every southern man have a football in the bed of his truck? I had to take it out to fit the grill in there. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Foot, football, and I'll need some cleats because I'm probably going to try and kick a couple <laughs> through them uprights. You don't need cleats, man. Take your shoes off. Well, you know, barefoot <laughs> kick. <laughs> like, that, like we do down here. Like we do down here. <laughs> Damn. All yeah, right. that was a good time. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I watched a I, I watched a uh, an basketball out. documentary last week. Oh, is it what I think it is? Probably. This is so ridiculous. We talked about this already for like fucking ten minutes. It's just you know. Let's just get. Well, hey, look. Let's get through it, and then we'll we'll move on to stuff we haven't talked about. All right. Yeah. So what was the fucking uh, documentary, dude? Jeff, it was Untold Malice in the Palace. Oh, the Untold Story. A documentary about the Malice in the Palace. It remind me what the Malice in the Palace is. Malice in the Palace was a brawl between the Indiana Pacers basketball team mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the spectators. Mm-hmm. In uh, Auburn Hills, mm-hmm. fans of the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brawl happened November 19th, 2004. Uh, yes. I remember it like it was yesterday. This was a big game um, because it was the first meeting of the Pacers and the Pistons who had played in the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. Right, and the Pistons won the title. Pistons won the title. They beat the Lakers that year. Uh, Pistons won that series 4-2. to two. And the Pacers thought it should have been them. They did. I've seen this documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I watched it. Oh, yeah. You said that earlier. I did. <laughs> I said that the first time we did this. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's a good doc, man. What I forget what we said about it. We said a lot of stuff. We touched on a few things. It was, uh, what was it? Um, it was interesting to see the different perspectives and, and the way the guys talked about it. Um, Jermaine O'Neal being like the main like guy that just wanted to fucking get rid of this. Mm-hmm. It seemed like yeah he wanted to be done with it. He's like this shit is following me around. It's comparable to like Chris Webber calling the timeout. Mm-hmm. Like that shit will just never go away. You know sometimes things happen in your life, especially when you're in the public, public eye, eye and and, and uh, well, when you make missteps like that shit follows you because. Maybe because people want to see you fail. Maybe just because it stands out from everything else that you did. Like uh, Mike Tyson biting off Holyfield deer. Sure. Or it's like Schroeder turning down that extension. And right. Everybody's like mocking him. It's like he bet on himself and he lost. It's okay. And the, there's no saying whether or not he can get that back. But that will follow him around. Exactly. Like when OJ Simpson killed those people. Like that's going to oh. follow him around. <laughs> Well, allegedly, right? It's going to follow him around. No. <laughs> Somebody, was it Was it Evan? Somebody sent us a funny picture today. It was it was an O.J. Simpson quote. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> was that yours? Was that real or not? Uh, I got it was off DJ Paul's Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it said, said something like, like uh, the reason O.J. Simpson doesn't hang out in L.A. is because he's afraid that he's going to find himself. Oh, yeah. Sitting near the the killer. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you talk about it that things like that following people around. Right. I, got, I got the impression that Jermaine O'Neal thinks about that every day. I think it, it weighs on him. I think it's brought to, up to him. Yeah, all the time, and it's like a black eye in his career, which was a long, successful career. Yeah. He was on the trajectory to be a. I mean, he was a good player. Oh, yeah. But he was on the trajectory to be like an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole team was kind of set up to be a winner. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't come through. And uh, that was kind of the uh, the breaking point. Yeah. It was Reggie Miller's last season. What a way to go out. He just kind of gave up. And it was just like a farewell tour after that. Yeah, uh, Bo, you should watch that documentary. It's pretty good. It's on Netflix. It's easy I'll to check find. it out. It has like different perspectives on what happened, different uh, camera angles, and there's some different stories in there, right, Brian? Yeah, that was the most interesting part of, to me was all the all the camera angles, like footage that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. I like I felt like I pretty much knew everything about it already, but I was wrong. Um, there was a really cool, <laughs> I say cool, but surprising story. That the uh, the prosecutor, so they they were looking to identify the guy that threw the cup, right. Ron Artest, and they're pouring through all this video footage. Uh, the prosecutor made a point to say that he didn't want to discharge any of the players. He felt like the players were kind of defending themselves. He wanted to charge people in the stands who instigated anything, where they threw something, threw a punch, came on the court, um, you know, poured stuff down while the players were walking off the court. Who was mm-hmm. pouring beer on players? He wanted to identify everybody who had anything to do with it. So they they end up finding the guy that threw right. the cup. That's like a big storyline, and it's like, find the guy through the cup. They couldn't find this good footage. Well, they finally get a camera angle on him where they see his face, and the prosecutor is like, oh, man, <laughs> I know that guy. Right. He used to, like, date his neighbor or something like that. Some random-ass shit. Yeah, completely random. The prosecutor <laughs> is the one that identifies the guy that throws the cup. So ridiculous. Like, that footage is so grainy, too. Mm-hmm. It's old. But I guess they, they had, like, first-run footage. I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird little, like, uh, coincidental thing. It's a weird wrinkle in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a, it's a easy watch. I mean, it's, like, it's just over an hour long. It's maybe, fun. Maybe 70-something minutes, you know. It's fun to watch. I watched it with uh, my girlfriend, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. She likes all those crazy, like, basketball stories, like, yeah, like, just no idea. Like the Bulls documentary is like her favorite thing in the world. Uh, some ahead. some guy online tried to say it was better than the Last Dance. I was like, come on, dude, it's easy. Come on, man, easy. <laughs> he probably which, didn't remember. Which one will Bo watch first? Will he watch That's, Untold: Malice in the Palace, or will he watch The Last Dance? It's probably Malice of the Palace. I'm I'm a betting man, <laughs> and uh, be willing to bet he watches neither. I mean, you could, it's, it's, Neither. <laughs> it's just over an hour. Or so, I mean, you could watch that while like the kids are in the bath, whenever that happens again. <laughs> in the hose bath. When you get, you know, wait till you get a real bathtub. Yeah. A real bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't cold up there yet. Is it? No, it was like 80, 89, 87 today. Some, somewhere we went swimming. Outdoor showers. Yeah. Kate has not seen Righteous Gemstone, so I, I've holy shit. I I'm committed to making her watch that with me. Come on, man, you have to. I watched I watched some of that this week. 
Uncle Baby Billy. I mean, come on now. That's the episode I picked up on. Uh, I didn't bother watching like the first ones. I know what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I started rewatching it on the episode where they introduce Uncle Baby Billy. It's like episode three or four, too, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm about to introduce you to a world of (laughs) riches, gemstone riches. I fucking well, love that the, show. The, the pro- so she li- she really does like the kids sing misbehaving. Mama told me not to. I did it anyway. <laughs> misbehaving. <laughs> Daddy said don't, but I said I'm gonna misbehaving. You know, so we sing that song around the house a lot. It Google is asked <laughs> to play that song frequently. And so I, the other night I said, listen, what do you think about the song misbehaving? And she said, no, it's a good song. It's catchy and the kids like it and it's clean. And, you know, I said, okay, well, so if you think that's good and catchy, that's what the whole fucking show's like. And you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> I've met nobody that thinks that show's not hilarious. No, this. So she did watch the first episode of vice principles with me uh-huh. and she was mortified by that. She was like, <laughs> what, what in the flying fuck is this? <laughs> This is a little different, but yeah. And and I said, well, you know that that one has Bill Murray, and this one has John Goodman, and Jim Stones does kind of go off the rails a little bit. Well, I just like to play car pranks with my friends. <laughs> I just I was just thinking car prank, and she did actually see that episode. She was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" It's just so, car pranks. I play car pranks with my friends. Car prank. <laughs> <laughs> ATL is a movie (laughs) (laughs) with (laughs) T.I. Oh, man, that movie's got so many good parts. And she's not a big... This is going to shock everyone here. She's not a big fan of Kenny Powers and them. Uh, That's a shame. Danny McBride's hilarious. I love... I had my dad start watching the Kenny Powers saga. Mm -hmm. He's bound down. Eastbound and down, yeah. And uh, my mom was like, "You, why did you? What have you done to your dad? You can't stop watching the show." <laughs> Broke his brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. That, that, he he got into it. It's hard not to get into that show. Yeah, there was a kid. Uh, there was a kid we work with that uh, I ruined like a whole month of his life because he was just watching. He's bounding down for like a whole month. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm kidding. I'm doing nothing all the time. All I do is watch He's bounding down. <laughs> I was like, good. <laughs> you need more culture in your life. <laughs> <laughs> when I was just 18 years old, I was brought up to the major leagues to be the best ball player in the world. Something like that. Something like that. I like it when he's in San Francisco and never mind. <laughs> That's a pretty good montage there of all the different yeah, cities. A, New York, so more like Jew York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets a little uh, raunchy. It's pretty but that's crass. What, that's yeah. what's funny about yeah. it. It's, not it's, it's too bad that it's a character. Exactly. It's too bad McBride wasn't in Zoolander. <laughs> what role would he have played? Doesn't matter. He would have been. He could have been one of John Voight's kids. Yeah, Derek's brothers. I could have seen him as like one of uh, 
Owen Wilson's buddies, and he's just shit talking Ben Stiller's character Zoolander the whole time, like from the back. Damn it, Bride on the half pipe with a scooter. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even ride a scooter. Yeah, he's like a he's like a makeup artist or something. <laughs> yeah, something where he just talks yeah. mad shit yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, because he could just have a cameo in that. It would have been perfect. Yeah, he's good in everything. There's he's no, so awesome. There's no bad Danny McBride. What was that fucking rob like the medieval movie that he did with uh, the Predator guy? Uh, oh, I never t- I didn't see that one. <laughs> your Highness, I never saw that. Yeah, Your Highness. <laughs> oh, the Foot First Way. That one's pretty funny. Yeah, that one's that's a uh, an acquired taste, but it's good. Natalie Portman, James Franco was in Your Highness. Yeah, James Franco, the Predator. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie, The Predator, like the Predator, like movie series, not you know, James, Fra- James Franco's a Predator. No, no, James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, will you bear me, man? Absolutely. Oh my God. Uh, we, should just, pro- we should probably start talking about basketball at some point. I just fucking chugged an old style. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. Basketball? I mean, who fucking cares? What is there in basketball this week? Uh, Summer League? Well, there's some interesting transactions. I guess there's news. Before we do news, uh, NFL football starts in about two weeks, give or take. Cool. I mean, I love betting. I love betting on football, man. I don't like football. I like betting on it a lot more than basketball. But right now, my passion for baseball is at an all-time high. I can't I did see the Atlanta Hawks are the first 100% vaccinated team. Okay. Shout out, Arthur. Congrats on being a good leader. A lot of young guys on that team, too. Interesting. What did, uh, do you have to have like a vaccine passport to get into the Waffle House? <laughs> no, I don't know how Arthur did Magic it, City <laughs> is requiring... Uh, yeah. Yeah. vaccinations <laughs> yep that would do it i just don't know why any team wouldn't mandate it it's a competitive advantage mm. your quarantine stuff is way different i mean I, you saw chris paul had a breakthrough infection but i mean that happens with any virus and vaccine it's not they're not ironclad so well, good for atlanta yeah I'll probably watch. I mean, I typically keep up with the Titans, and then I have I keep up with the Saints. I don't oh, watch every game, but but going back to football. Before we yeah. go back to football, one thing about Atlanta being fully vaccinated, it could be they're trying to make a statement in the community by doing that and publicizing it. There could be other teams that are fully vaccinated and aren't making statements because they don't feel like maybe they have to. Or I seriously doubt that. I think if an NFL team is 100% vaccinated, they're, uh, get, they're, putting, they're getting out in front of I it. I thought we were talking about the Hawks. Are we talking about football? Yeah. What team did you the, say? The Falcons. Oh. <laughs> did I say the Hawks? I don't know. You may have said the Hawks, but I was thinking Falcons because, because thinking we were Falcons talking about the NFL. NFL. You might have said Falcons. The Memphis guy is the head coach of the Falcons. Okay. That's what I was shouting out. I went to grade school with him oh. and for in freshman year of high school. 
Shit, man. Well, okay. Fred Smith's boy. All right. So that is a lot of people to get vaccinated. That's a a lot of people. Yeah. So you think they're doing that as a, like a. No, he's like, I don't know how they're doing it. It's, it's a leadership thing. That's the only. Like a team building thing. It's a competitive edge thing. Mm -hmm. They don't have to deal with it. Losing players potentially. Interesting. And ownership has to sign off on it because you you have to be willing to just cut those guys if they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, I wonder how the NFL is going to deal with contact tracing, like uh, teams that played somebody that comes up positive. Hmm. They're not going to care. It's the NFL. Dude. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they barely cared last year. It's interesting that that's the only team that's fully vaccinated, but that's a lot of guys to get vaccinated. A lot of people to get on the same uh, side of things, you know, to all have like one common goal. I, I'd probably put money on them to win the Super Bowl. Then, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I can't wait to start betting on football, though. That's my favorite thing to do. But right now, I'm on such a fucking roll with baseball. I mean, I guess there will be money for both. But betting on baseball has been fun, dude. It's been a lot of fun. I did have like this small follow-up from last week and we were talking about which USA Olympic team was like more dominant. We were talking about like dominant players like Carmelo or Durant or Jordan or whatever it was. And Bo was, you guys kept saying something about the women's USA team being like the most dominant one. And I didn't mean to like graze over that at all, but the men's basketball is way more popular women's is way less popular in other countries besides the u.s i i think you can compare it to like women's softball like there's just not as much competitiveness in other countries whereas men's basketball there's obviously like more interest and competitiveness in the uh in the sport i'm thinking you know the women's basketball team for the Olympics, they always win because who are they fucking playing? Like, it's just not popular in the other states like it is here, in the other countries like it is here. So the popularity's down, and this leads to less women playing and having less competition. I feel like that's just kind of a fact. So, yes, the women's basketball team's probably more dominant than any men's basketball team, but who are they playing? You're you're saying there's not an Israeli women's team and there's not a, a, a Turkish Euro League, Turkish Airlines Euro League women's league like there's a WNBA and there's right University of Connecticut and that's all I'm saying. And as a whole, I would say girls do better academically than hmm. than boys do just in general. Probably. So, I mean that's I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I especially mean especially in academics. So. The girls actually have to like have the grades to go to Duke or Connecticut versus like Derek Rose has somebody else take his SAT for him. Right. It's I just thought it was interesting because like yeah, the women's the USA Olympic women's Olympic basketball team is probably more dominant and they do have probably more dominant players mm-hmm. than the men's. But I feel like they just haven't faced as much uh competition. 
because sure. it's not like a global like women's basketball is not very global. That's the same reason a women's softball team wins every year for America. You know? Got you. Yeah, you're making a good point. You're basically you're just putting an asterisk on the uh, women's USA <laughs> basketball team because you're sexist. I got you, man. I'm not. <laughs> but we're talking about dominance, and and yeah, maybe the women's are more dominant. But I, I felt like I kind of grazed over it last week because I was like, we're not talking about women's basketball because. I just don't feel like they've seen like enough competition. It's just a given. It's like betting on the favorite. It's like fucking root. It's like us coming on here and just talking about the Lakers. Mm -hmm. That's women's basketball. That's women's USA women's Olympic basketball. It's like coming on here and talking about like the Nets and the Lakers and the favorites every week. Like what if we just talked about the Lakers every week? I don't know. Like, yeah, they'll probably fucking win a lot of games. They're the best. What's the point? I don't know. But with the men's team, I feel like it's uh, it's actually is very competitive. Uh, people want to beat them, and it's more global. More people play it. It's more popularity. It just does. Not because I want it to. It just does. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was worth following up with. Any opinions on that, Bo? I don't know enough about w women's international basketball in the exactly. United States. It's why well, I just don't know, like Australia or let's just take the, the top three men finisher, men's finishers. So you have Australia, oh, you say Slovenia too, and they, they finished fourth. And then you had France. In the United States, so I don't know about those other three countries and their women's program. Obviously, Slovenia has probably no program. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then what? What foreign players play in the WNBA? Very good. That's point. a good question. Very good. I mean, That's really all I was saying. I mean, women's basketball is probably comparable to like men's nineteen eighties basketball, like globally. So what they're like just like thirty or forty years behind? Yeah, I mean the the USA women's team is just so they're so dominant because there's programs here. Mm -hmm. They you know so it's Becky so Hammond popular here. Played for the Russian team. What? what? <laughs> Who was that? Says Becky Hammond. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys didn't know that. Why Why'd she do that? Why'd she do that? Maybe these maybe these other countries are just headhunting. You know. They're trying to they're trying to pull talent from the U.S. Shit. Maybe she has like a Russian grandfather or something. Yeah. Oh, in 2008, after learning she would not be invited to try out for the U.S. national team, she would try to claim a roster slot on the Russian national team. That's intense. Indeed. <laughs> the, she then proceeded to score 50 points a game. <laughs> Fuck. Hmm. How much money? Did well, you anyway, I'm not gonna go. That's. I'm not going to go into that. That's a little weird. Yeah. Um, there's some Aussie. She just wanted to play. I think, we, I think Jeff's parlay just fell apart before my eyes. No way. <laughs> no, the fucking your Minnesota Twins are in extra innings with Cleveland. Looks like there's some foreign players, but anyway, I don't know enough about it to really say anything. And that Becky Hammond thing is weird. I'm going to stop reading about that right now because I don't, I don't know. Well, we, we really need a uh, Cleveland win tonight so well, i'll start praying i'll start pray praying jeff there you go 
Thank you for helping. Yeah. Fucking Giants are losing to the Mets. That's only the fifth inning. The Rockies won. The Rockies always win at home. The Rockies win at home. Baseball. MLB. Anyway. Bo. Yo. Was there any news in the NBA this week? There was a, a little bit. Now, we haven't talked about any of this. We didn't get this far the first time we recorded. One time for the birthday, bitch. Two times for the birthday, bitch. Three times for the birthday, bitch. Fuck it up if it's your 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 birthday, bitch. You a bad bitch and it's your birthday. Go ahead, fuck it up in the worst way. You a bad bitch and it's your birthday. Go ahead, fuck it up in the worst way. It Bo. is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Bo, what's up with the news? <laughs> um, <Bitch. laughs> well, breaking news tonight. Yeah. I'm going to call that. The Celtics signed Marcus Smart to a contract extension. Good. Shut all them haters up. It's, uh, an, it's an extension, so it's four years maximum, apparently. Four years, it's $77 million, but with this current deal right now, I think it's make it out to five and 90 and it's fully guaranteed and includes a trade kicker. Good. Good for him. Fucking awesome, man. Good for Marcus smart. He's a valuable piece underrated as fuck. Bunch of fucking haters everywhere. Marcus smart haters. He's a dog, man. <sighs> Take him on a Grizz. He can be my backup shooting guard, point guard, combo yeah. guard, whatever. Yeah, I like I so do you think that smart do you think that and put this in a Grizzlies perspective, do you think D'Anthony Melton could have this sort of traje- trajectory? Whether or not it's with the Grizzlies, hard to say. There's too many guards there, but could D'Anthony Melton end up like Smart no. if he got the minutes? No. I think D'Anthony Melton's a fine player, but Marcus Smart can get 30 points a game and shut down your perimeter player. Yeah. I don't know if D'Anthony can do that. I think he's limited. I think D'Anthony's got a lot of tools. I think D'Anthony Melton's a uh, great passer, great rebounder, big hustler, and he can score, but I don't think he needs to score like that. I think Marcus Smart's a better player in short. I agree, but I mean, I'd love to see Tuna turn into Marcus Smart on the Grizzlies. You know, I don't know if he's got that next gear. Yeah, their stats are not that different for the first three years. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm a huge D'Anthony Melton fan. I couldn't have been happier when we got him as in the trade. Couldn't have been. I felt like that was the best part of the trade was getting D'Anthony. Josh you, Jackson. You, you keyed on. You keyed on him him early i couldn't help it man i just loved it uh was watching his stats but he couldn't get minutes in phoenix that was Uh the thing but i was watching the kid i was i was all about him i just liked his game i think a reserve role is best for him i don't think he needs to be a starter or anything Uh i could come off the bench and bring that firepower but marcus smart's a i think he's a way better player marcus smart's become a better shooter d'anthony's not quite the shooter that even marcus smart is i don't think 
Now, I don't know about next year. I don't know what T. Anthony's doing right now, tonight, today. Is he working on that shot? I don't know. Well, comparing, if you look at uh, year three for Smart and year three for Melton, which was last year, Smart got 30 minutes a game. Melton got 20 minutes a game. So Smart was at 10.6 points a game. Melton was at nine points a game. Smart had 1.6 steals. Melton had 1.2 steals. Smart had 0.4 blocks. Melton had 0.6 blocks. Uh, Smart had four rebounds a game. Melton had three re- rebounds a game. So he's just lower and everything. But yeah, but he's ten minutes 10 a game difference. Yeah. Okay. And Demanthony Melton had a better field goal percentage, but that could just be less minutes, more efficient. Well, yeah, that and Smart wasn't a great shooter when he came in. He's well, gotten better. Tuna. Yeah, he's gotten better. And DeAnthony was, yeah, taking as many threes as Smart was, but shooting 41% last year. Smart was shooting 28%. I don't know, man. I see a lot of the same. Bo, I think you've swayed me. I've changed my mind. I think that Tuna is going to be Marcus Smart. <laughs> <laughs> is Tuna like, does he have the same fire within him to compete. it may not be it may not be there i mean dude he he looks like he's got an engine out there when i watch him play good all right what is what is what is does brevin call him mr do everything yeah <laughs> what a terrible nickname <laughs> uh brevin's old he's probably not good at coming up with nicknames <laughs> yeah watch some more tiktoks brevin you can do better what come up with some better nicknames He's the hamburger helper, the tuna helper. <laughs> it's the tuna melt. It's tuna melt. He's the tuna helper. All right. I like that comparison, though. Very good. Uh, That's what comes up to me because they're not, they're neither are point guards. Right. And they're both kind of those, the utility guards. But okay. So how about this? So Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart at this point. We, we all agree. Now, is De'Anthony Melton going to become a Marcus Smart type or more of like a Pat Beverly type to tie back in more to the Grizzlies? That would be a hell of a fucking lineup, wouldn't it? Uh, so we haven't talked about the trade yet, but <clears throat> Pat Beverly's well, on the Grizzlies now. So that's another piece of news that we can just add into everything. But, yeah, Pat Bev, De'Anthony and Dylan Brooks, all on the with court Stephen Adams, yeah, and Stephen Adams. That's like pretty fucking defensive. And that's what I think is that. Well, I think first of all, Pat Bev, it's, he tweeted out grit and grind. Let's go. Right. So he wants to be here. Well, I don't know if he wants to be there, but he either one of two things. The way I see it is number one, he looked at the roster and was like, oh wait a second, Dylan Brooks is nasty on defense. Stephen Adams is super nasty on defense. I'm nasty on defense. Let's let's go. Uh-huh. It's like an NBA all pest team. Those guys aren't going to play at the same time, though. And then also, I think that Pat Bev is like, okay, well, maybe I'll get bought out, and I want to be, you know, I, I'm going to play here for a little bit. Either I'm going to get bought out or traded, and I want to make, you know, make it look like I'm a team player. Sure. Do you think that all three of those guys won't play at the same time because you? have faith in taylor jenkins rotations or because you don't have faith in taylor jenkins rotations 
I think he wants to, he would want to spread that out so he has defense on the floor all the time, not yeah. all at once. Yeah. So you got like I got Pat Beverly in the backcourt, and then or I have Tuna in the backcourt. You know that kind of thing. Rotating. Too much offense, too much defense. Can't have too many of the same player on the court at the same time. You know, you got to have a mix. You could put uh, you could put Dylan and Pat Bev out there at the same time because I think so. But Dylan Dylan gonna shoot it. It'll be minimal crossover, I think, if it happens because one's a starter and one's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little crossover here and there, and late in the second quarter sure. or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Early in early the fourth. In the, yeah, yeah, early in the fourth. Yeah. yeah, could be some crossover here and there. Interesting, though. They can clamp down, though. For sure. What was the uh, trade, Bo? Was, uh, so the Grizzlies traded Eric Bledsoe to the Clippers mm. for Rajon Rondo, Patrick Beverly, and the whoever the Clippers selected for the 30 six pick last year daniel oturo right who oturo. played at the university of minnesota and actually played high school basketball just down the street from me in st paul was he any good so what did he i don't i have no idea <laughs> obviously he wasn't that good because the clippers traded him i didn't want him um so what did the clippers accomplish they saved i think 30 million on luxury tax this year yeah they're off the luxury and so what did the grizzlies accomplish they have now a way more. They have a ton of rostered, rostered players, like seventeen at this point, which they already had a roster crunch before this trade. But they avoided that four million dollar guarantee on Eric Bledsoe's contract in two years. So in twenty, what is it, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, that off season, mm-hmm. they will now have an additional four million in cap space, which would give them. Even with Jaron's cap hold for an extension, assuming he doesn't get one this year, and there was some some other contract piece I'm forgetting, but that would give them the potential to sign a, a free agent for twenty, at least twenty million mm. that year. Unless John Morant, he's got an extension, right? Well, he, he does, but if he wants to get the extension with Memphis and wants Memphis to be a player, then he would. Mm. hold off let them sign that player with cap space because you'd assume that Paris would pay their luxury tax if it meant getting a real player in free agency guess we'll see so that's what the deal was okay so yeah. i don't think rondo's gonna play for the grizzlies no i don't know about that oturo guy i thought uh and- i thought daniel oturo was david nuaba <laughs> for like 30 minutes <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> David Wall was like a he played guard for for Houston. <laughs> he was one of the guys that got minutes when like everybody on that team was hurt. <laughs> he was like a fan. He was like a fantasy streamer guy for me. Yeah, <laughs> he was like he had like a couple games where he was scoring like you know twenty points. I was like, oh, let me pick that guy up. Well, that's tough. And then it didn't work out. That's a but, tough. Uh, uh, Tough loss for you. It's not him. Uh, <laughs> like, I know that guy. <laughs> I thought it was funny. A lot of people's reactions to Rondo. They're like, oh, Rondo and Pat Bev are going to be so good at bringing up the young Grizzlies players. I'm like, who the fuck are y'all? Y'all like, have you ever heard 
Rondo talk about trying to build a team up. Yeah. Like build like be a coach, player coach. No fucking way. It was blew my mind. Like that people really thought like Rondo was gonna play for the Grizzlies. He's not going to. He's either gonna get traded again or waived. Or just waived. Yeah. yeah. There's no, no I think he's gonna I think out. he's gonna get get waived, man. I don't think he's gonna no one's gonna trade for Rondo. I mean Probably. he kinda has a I mean, after his stint in Atlanta, maybe we can get a pick for him. He has a reputation as no being way, like a guy man. who you don't even want. You don't even want him on your team in the regular season. No, there's no way you get a pick for him because if you get a pick for him, who's the backup? They would have just, just dumped him for something stupid. Who's the backup point guard in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler and those guys don't want Rondo. Mm. They want Rondo in a minimum contract. Who are you going to trade for Miami? It doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess it does matter for the Grizzlies because they have that roster crunch. I mean, they they could, in theory, sit on Rondo and not play him, and Iggy because he he just like let him sit home for the off for the regular season. And Andre Iguodala, but they they have too many players. They're gonna have to do something. Yeah, he'll end up with like Miami or Brooklyn or something. I feel like they're just gonna wave him, but yeah, he'll end up signing somewhere. Probably the Lakers or something. <laughs> Clippers. Yeah. You know, back Can't do that. Who knows where he'll go. But I don't think it's going to be Memphis. I don't think he has any interest in bringing up young guys. It's, it's not his game. It's not his mentality. He's trying to go out there and win uh, titles and shit. It was surprising to me that he signed that Atlanta deal, but that was obviously him just going out and signing the biggest deal that his agent could get him. I was thinking about the Bledsoe trade before it happened. I was like, who can Memphis trade Bledsoe for? And it's totally irrelevant now. So who can we get? I looked through all the NBA players, trying to figure out what fits for Memphis. Also, just guessing who may be available. Um, I had guys like Luke Kennard from the Clippers, Terrence Mann on my list. So kind of bummed we didn't get... uh, Either of those guys in the deal with the Clippers. Luke Kennard could have been stolen. I felt like maybe Terrence mm. Mann, but we would have had to throw in another player. Terrence Mann, I'm a big fan of Terrence Mann. So I wanted that. And we, then there was we like, watched the man game over here. Yeah. Oh, I love Terrence Mann. He's a fucking baller, dude. And he's young. Luke Kennard, too. I like his game. And then I was thinking, like, oh, what about Ben Simmons? Like, a point guard for their point guard. Like, maybe we can lowball Ben Simmons out of there. But that just didn't happen. Well, we got a trade. And it was Pat Beverly, I guess. If it works, it works. Honestly, not the hugest fan of Pat Beverly. Love his fucking fight. But I feel like a lot of players talk shit on him around the league. Yeah. They're like, that dude ain't doing nothing. He's just running around mm-hmm. yelling and actually impacting the game. <laughs> he's got some knocks on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a... <sighs> he's feisty as hell. He's a past man. He's one of those guys that's uh, it's similar to Steven Adams. Right. Like, I was I was talking to my wife about this last night. She was upset. She hated Steven Adams. <laughs> huh. And then... And then we traded for him, and I was like, and she was like, ah, she, 
She's like, you know, he's a guy that you hate him when he's not on your team, but you get him on your team and you're like, ah, all right. You Matt know. Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. Lance Stevenson. Right. The, Gri- the Grizzlies have a track record, man. Yeah. Different management, same situation. <laughs> like the Matt Barnes thing, for real. Like yeah. the city really rallied but behind him. There, there will be a regular season game where Pat Beverly does something like mm-hmm. has a huge defensive play against a superstar, gets a steal. Takes it down to lay it up. He'll do something and, to earn our respect. And Memphis will love him. Yeah. It'll it'll flip like a light switch. Right. It'll be like, oh, this guy really cares. Yeah. They're like, oh, he is like that blue collar mm-hmm. type player. Do you remember what his last play was in a Clippers uniform? What his last action was? Yes. <laughs> it's pushing Chris Paul in the back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's something man, to think. That he's going to miss a couple games, shit. right? <laughs> that punk yeah. bitch shit. What was it? Two games? Yeah. <laughs> He's got to work out that suspension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Uh, we don't do that back pushing shit in Memphis, bro. You better come at me face to face. Punk. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to have to work to earn my respect. I'm not his biggest fan, to be honest. Not Westbrook's talk shit on him, and yeah. I'm, I'll take Westbrook over Pat Bev every day. <laughs> that dude's not really doing anything; he's just running around. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we'll see if it works. Maybe, maybe he's the dog. I mean, we talked about it last week. You wanted a dog on this team, Jeff. You got some like, dogs now. I was like scared. It's like we're getting too many preppies. We're getting too many uh, academic athletes. Um, too many Stanford. <laughs> we can't, and then, uh, too much Stanford, not enough Arkansas. <laughs> right, 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 right. I need a little, little, a little, little bulldog, something. But yeah, so they went and they got tougher because obviously they're listening. <laughs> they toughened up a little bit. They got a wild card. You need dogs. You need the wild card. You need somebody to cut the brake line and jump out of the back of the car. <laughs> Wild card, bitches. <laughs> Maybe Pat Bev's that guy, but just uh, he's gonna—he's got a lot of uh, fucking proving it to do to me. No, we'll see what the the Grizzlies do with the rest of the pieces of the trade and what becomes of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the next move? Any other news, Bo? That's all I got. Schroeder did the one-year deal with Boston. That was this week. Yeah, what what he get, Bo? Like a mid level ish. I forget exactly what the contract was, but it's like five point nine million. Mm. Yeah, five point nine for some exception. Boston betting yeah. on himself again. Yeah, betting on himself because he has to, not because he, he took, wanted to. He took the last deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Twins won. I'm sick. Minnesota won a fucking baseball game. Hmm. They beat Cleveland. But it's okay. It's just like, what did it, What was it I told you? Uh, it was $1,200 riding on that game mm. in That's winnings. It. No big deal. Just start over again tomorrow. Summer League. Anything? I have not watched much Summer League, but I did watch the Grizzlies and Bulls last night. 
The bowl Sire summer league teams, fucking ass. <laughs> what you are, the Grizzlies is? Oh, the Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. Yeah, not, yeah, they look bad. They're ass. I watched that Detroit Houston summer league game. It's Cade versus Jalen Green. Oh yeah. Uh, not a lot of actual defense there. <laughs> Jalen Green appeared. This is like my only takeaway from summer league for the whole fucking week. Jalen appeared overly aggressive at times. Like he's trying very hard, but doesn't exactly know how to utilize his efforts. He's reaching a lot with his hands, which will in turn lead to fouls. If he continues to play defense like that, yeah, he'll learn. He seems cocky as hell. Like he's already made it or something. <laughs> like he's already done something. Cade looks solid. Like Cade. Looks like a player. Indiana's fucking boned a couple teams last <laughs> week. Won by 30 twice. Desmond Bain looks good. <laughs> yeah, Bain's a real deal. He looks like an NBA player playing summer league. Yes, he does. Yeah, he didn't play in the last one last night. No, he probably shouldn't he have played play in the second either. one. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't play uh, whatever night Bo watched against the uh, against the Bulls. <laughs> he didn't play against the Cubs, Bulls, <laughs> or tonight <laughs> against the Clippers. <clears throat> Bane's done. I saw a bunch of photos of the Grizzlies at summer league. The players watching. Yeah, they all went down there. They got they got Stephen Adams down there. Not all of them now. Oh. Who'd you not see? Who wasn't there? Jaron Jackson Jr.? You did make a comment about that. I didn't see him there. He's not there. He's the only one. They didn't go. He's like in L.A., which isn't even that far. Is he uh, Is he 21 yet? Is he too young to get into the casinos? No, Maybe you, can, get, you can actually go in any casino at any age. Yeah. But you, but you can't, can't gamble. You can't do nothing. What if you eat a dime? Can you still gamble? <laughs> S- swallow a dime. A dime of weed? <laughs> That's what you... Well, you just uh, crank your kid's arm like a slot machine and see if that thing pops right out. There you go. All right, let's do one thing before we go. You guys have nothing to talk about. Summer League. You got summer league notes? I've got I've got a summer league I, note. Will you please I, just I've get got one on too. with it? <laughs> I've got one as well. Brian, I had a, <laughs> Brian, go first. One of our regulars came in and sat at the bar yesterday, and he was asking me. He goes, he's like, "Hey, uh, you follow the NBA?" You say no. Yeah, I do. Uh, this <laughs> this guy's great. This this guy's awesome. He comes in. He comes in quite often. Um, good tipper. Always make a point to like kind of stop and shoot the shit with him. He's a, he's a good dude. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's a guy I want sitting at our bar. Mm-hmm. If he comes in, I'm happy to see him. I know the guy. Yeah. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, he's like, man, a guy you should really keep your eye on if you're into the NBA mm-hmm. is uh, this guy, uh, Omer Yurtseven. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> o- o- Omer Yurtseven. Yurtseven? All right. What number is he? He's number 77. Nice. He's playing <laughs> center uh, for the Miami Heat. Okay. And uh, I guess he was telling me, he's like, I watched the Miami Grizzlies summer league game. And he said, I like this guy so much that I made a point to 
find the next Miami summer league game and watch this guy again. He's a center. He played for uh, he played for Georgetown and North Carolina State. I think he he got drafted by he either got drafted or signed a two way deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's seven feet tall, two seventy five. Whoa, big boy. Yeah, he's twenty three years old. So he's you know we got a couple of years on him. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was undrafted in twenty twenty. Two years at North Carolina State, one year at Georgetown. Georgetown has a oh. has a storied history of big, uh, of big men. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, played for the Oklahoma City Blue in twenty twenty one. Signed with the Miami Heat on May fourteenth. Okay. Resigned on August sixth. Bo, are you watching the highlights right now? I'm trying to remember. Brian said his name. I had to Google his name to get it right. So Omer. <laughs> Yurt seven. Can you spell uh, any of those words? I think it's Omer. I think it's Omer Yurt seven. O M E R Y U R T seven. The, the word, the not number? the number. <laughs> it's got a number in his name. This motherfucker got a number, and of course he wears seventy-seven. It's got he's, a fucking yeah, number like seven to. in his yeah. name. I'm getting fucking drunk. Uh, he's played in the Phoebus. Uh He's Turkish. Um, he's played in the FIBAs for Turkey. Yeah, this OKC stuff is weird. Looking at these highlights because it's a bunch of just long, skinny weirdos. He looks good. There's a bunch looks of there's a bunch of Pokus, skinny dudes shooting threes. Yeah, yeah. Against the Grizz, he uh, scored twenty three, had eleven rebounds and four blocks. He's he ten to nineteen from the field. Um, he chose to do a floater, like a little. He didn't dunk it. Yeah, I watched some highlights, but uh, but yeah, that's what uh the fellow was telling me. He's like, man, he's got really good footwork, and he's he looks like he's got a good shot. It's like, okay, I'll yeah, check him good. out. I'm for it. Uh, he's averaging yeah, twenty two point four, eleven point two, and two point four blocks in summer league against a bunch uh, of bitches. Fifty percent from the field and thirty six percent from three. Okay, so it looks like he's got a little three stroke. He was one of six against the Grizzlies, but. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this shit, like, Summer League, it's like watching college basketball, sure. even yeah. worse, I think. It's like yeah. watching grown men play well, AAU. Course, there's, no, there's no, there's no system. That, just, there's so many people, like, like, dude, I have to make a team. Yeah. I have to leave an impression. I have to do something. You want another beer? You all right? I'll take another beer, yeah. Well, I mean, in Summer League, you can be... You can be really, really good in summer league, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good in the NBA. That's but true. I feel like in the summer league, if you're really, really bad in the summer league, you're not going to be good at all in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. It's got to be a lot of pressure, but I just can't get into it too much. I didn't have a lot of reason to get into it this year. I didn't have a lot of time to get into it. Please, can I have some more fucking time? Fuck. I wish you had more time. <laughs> the summer league's hard for me to get into because those games are pretty terribly terrible and sloppy. You might know three or four guys in the whole game. 
Maybe. Well, then you go to like a website like The Ringer, and they have some guy covering the summer league. It's like I'm not gonna, I can't even read yeah. an article <laughs> in the summer league. Yeah, I can't, I can't even be reading. Like that. how, how does, how do they, <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, okay, I need you to, five hundred words, yeah, on Jalen Green or whatever. Like, fuck. And I guess it doesn't really matter because whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you're into it, this is probably not the right place for. Yeah, not this year. Right, like maybe down the road we get more into these things, but well, I don't know. Maybe we'd feel differently about it if we went to like say we the three of us went to Vegas mm-hmm. for three or four nights and went to a couple summer league games. I mean, I would maybe abs- we'd have a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. Or if we had a top three pick to watch, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I have been kind of interested in watching this Zaire Williams. Whenever I am watching a game, I'm like, where's Zaire? Yeah. He's the one I'm looking for. So I did. My one note from Summer League was I watched the Bulls game last night. And not that there's a lot to take away from Zaire, but he looked like a piece the Grizzlies have never had. As far as he's just long, he can shoot, he can somewhat handle the ball, and looks like he's kind of moldable and coachable. Mm Mm-hmm. That you know, as far as prospects go, and if like everything Memphis media has said about him from interviews and whatnot, and that he's like actually a smart guy and he's from a disciplined home, so therefore he's going to be coachable and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Brandon Clark was at summer league, but not Jaron. Is Brandon was there, and Brandon actually was interviewed during that Bulls game and said he's the last, he's the current, he's a reigning summer league MVP because there was no summer league last year. Right. <laughs> Zaire, does he, is he better than Brandon Clark? He plays a different position. I'd say is Zaire better, better than Rudy Gay. That's where though? I put it. Do they though? Is Zaire better than Rudy Gay? That's interesting. What was Rudy, the eighth pick? Seventh or sixth. That's that's the way I've been looking at Zaire is kind of like that the Rudy Gay. That's where I that's my measuring stick for Zaire. I sure think that eighth. Rudy was better. Is he He's be- eighth pick. Yeah, that's, that's right. What I so, thought, motherfucker. So uh, exactly. So if he's if Rudy's better than him, that's that's okay. That's expected almost. Mm-hmm. But if he's better than Rudy, then her, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because like. I, I don't have it in front of me what the Grizzlies and obviously they haven't had that many top ten picks. It's kind of similar situations when Rudy came in. It was kind of like the changing over from the previous regime. Kind of a restart yeah. and plenty of playing time. I don't know, is there gonna be plenty of playing time for Zaire? Is there gonna be as many minutes as there were for Rudy Gay? For Zaire. Probably not rookie year because the Grizzlies, I mean, they had to literally dump. I feel like their starting five's already set. Grayson Allen because they weren't going to extend him and the coach was playing him too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zaire's going to be second unit. He's going to be third unit. What? We traded up for a third <laughs> for a third unit player? At least the first part of the season, yeah, because those other guys are way better than him. Yeah, he's going to get run, but he's not going to play over Dylan or Kyle. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think there's more trades coming. 
but too many. No, the the seventeen players that are good. They ain't playing over Bain. (laughs) No way. And they're sitting there with Rondo saying, "All right, how much you taking off?" Because you know Tibbs wants to sign you. (laughs) (laughs) They need at least six more point guards in New York. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) New York. Kimba D Rose and Rondo. (laughs) And IQ. So many, so many. I'm pretty sure they still have a Mon Shumper, too. I think I'm just going to get drunk. Um, One time for the birthday, bitch. Two times for the birthday, bitch. Yeah! Two times for the birthday, bitch. Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch. Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch. Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch. Yeah. Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch. Huh? Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch. You a bad bitch. And it's your birthday. Let's see what else is in the phone. Oh, here's one a screenshot of Trey Jones. Plays for the Spurs, brother of Tyus Jones. In a win over the Charlotte Hornets, 106 105, 34 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. Summer League champ, Trey Jones. Little bro. That's cool. That's a good line. Summer League. Hey. You got to get like nine fouls to foul out a summer league. How many fouls is it? Uh, uh, at least more than six. Ten. <laughs> they <get> ten. <laughs> they get fucking ten. <laughs> don't foul out. You can get our NBA don't foul out shirt on the website. It's uh, mm. houseofhoops.com. Can you? Yes, you can. You guys want to pick who's going to be the worst team in the NBA next week, next year, this season? Sure. Like right now, I'm going to pick it. Yeah. Orlando Magic. That's a good pick. That was my pick. <laughs> Last year, Orlando was like on the cusp of a bad team, right? Like we weren't sure if they were going to be good or bad. But mm, I think Orlando moves down. And I think you're right, Bo. In my opinion, they didn't get better while other teams did. Last year, they were a borderline bad team. But uh, remember, they've traded away their vet players. Orlando went 6-22 and after trading Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and Evan Fournier. And they have a first-time head coach, Jamal Mosley. So, Orlando goes down, 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 down. Who's worse? You think uh, Oklahoma or Orlando? Both thinks Orlando, obviously. Brian, I think Orlando because Oklahoma's got, what's his, what's his butt? SGA is coming off yeah. an injury. That's a fake injury. Okay, maybe. They did lose a lot of games and tank thoroughly after that injury. Injury. Brian, who's your pick for the worst team in the league next year? <laughs> this is what this is something I feel like nobody's talking about. Who's I'm going? Be the worst? I'm going Rockets. 
rockets. I think the rockets are going to be trash. They will not be good. I've put them on the same level as like Detroit and Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of youth. Don't know what to do with it. I think Cleveland, you're getting a. Uh, I like their backcourt. That's the only reason why I think they're. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. I just think Houston's a mess. They, they are. are a mess. They are. They are. I concur. Houston wasn't anywhere on the radar as a bad team last year. Talk about a huge step back. Now we're talking about them being a worse team. Mm-hmm. They weren't even like maybe a bad team. Orlando was a maybe a bad team. They've taken a step back. Hopefully they're thinking to take steps forward in the future. It's a real it's a real reset button down there in Orlando. Good luck. It's going to be a rough road. Let's see. Last year, Cleveland was a bad team. Detroit was a bad team. I think uh, we all feel like that's just going to continue. Atlanta was a bad team. Chicago was a bad team. New York was a bad team. Those teams all have moved up. Chicago is the interesting one. What are they? Are they like last year's Wizards? Are they like last year's Spurs? You're just not really sure what we got here. Now, keep in mind, the Spurs lost. DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, and Patty Mills are all gone, so I think the Spurs are going to be bad, bad. Again, they're signing guys like they got Manu still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was one of my favorite fucking parts of the last episode. <laughs> I was like, they're signing these free agents like they still have a big three. <laughs> well, it's true. It is it true. Sense. It makes t- all the sense in the world to me. <laughs> Bad teams. Pop, Pop is sitting there playing NBA Live 2007 like, well, we got Duncan, and he just scored 55. <laughs> who's available? Shaq's ass. Who's available? Shaq's old. He's like, who's available out there? Oh, he'll be a great compliment <laughs> player. <laughs> Sacramento is a weird one. Look, where are we? I don't know. I'm bouncing all over the place. I just want to get this done and out of here. Sacramento is a weird one. How do we feel about Sacramento? We have already uh, agreed that. Orlando is like the worst team, right? Yep. Did Brian? Did you agree with that? No, I said I said Houston. Okay, Houston. So Sacramento it's two be against too. one. So Houston will be the second worst team in our opinions. I think Sacramento hinges on does Deer and Fox want to play basketball in Sacramento anymore? Like does he just does he just pack it in? Does he just mail it in next season? Worst move they the worst thing Sacramento did in free agency was not trade Buddy Heel and. Darren Fox for like the future. Yeah. Like reset. They fucked up. Can anybody tell me what the Sacramento Kings are going to be next year? Somebody call in. Can anybody call and tell me what the Kings are going to be next year? Does anybody fucking care? I think they could be mediocre or they could be terrible, but they're not going to be good. They're training down. Spurs, we said they're uh, training down, right? But probably not in the top five worst teams. We still have Cleveland, Detroit, and Oklahoma. Which one is the worst of those three? I think Cleveland is. Cleveland? Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Detroit, Cleveland, or Oklahoma is the third worst team in the league. (laughs) 
Just to just to throw a different team out there, I'll go Detroit. I think it's Cleveland. So Cleveland wins. And then uh who's worse, Oklahoma or Detroit? <laughs> Oklahoma moves down. I mean, it's a total rebuild like Oklahoma, like Orlando. I mean, OKC. Oh, that's a good point. They're in the West. Sorry. We were both uh, talking at the same time. I think uh, OKC may have to rebuild forever now, though, because they no longer have Durant, Harden, or Westbrook <laughs> at all. <laughs> and they were so blessed yeah. as a team to inherit those players durant especially yeah. and now they're just kind of like uh okay this is what a real nba team small market that nobody mm-hmm. wants to play for is like yeah. they're going back to say they're going back to seattle <laughs> <laughs> from all lasted forever rebuild now i think Grand opening, grand closing. You know how lucky you have to be to make those Dude, draft yeah. picks work? Yeah. <laughs> and then how stupid you have to be to fuck it up. Mm. All right, so four and then Detroit five. And then we have, like, uh, the Timberwolves, the Wizards. Toronto is an interesting one. Chicago. We kind of already talked about SAC and San Antonio. What do you think about uh, Toronto? That's the big one. That's the big question mark to me is what is Toronto doing? Where do they end up? Why did not why did they not draft a point guard? <sighs> so many questions. They gotta be bad. They gotta be like the sixth or seventh worst team in the league. You think? They're gonna be bad, yeah. Or are they better than that? They're gonna be bad and Siakam's gonna get moved at the trade deadline. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like it too. They're bad. So let's call them like the sixth worst team in the league. And I say Siakam's going to get moved at the trade deadline because the GM came out either yesterday or today and said, we are not moving Siakam. Oh, yeah. So that means he's getting moved. Yeah. They're, they're increasing. It's the kiss of death. They're increasing demand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you're going to need to give us more than what's been offered yeah <laughs> oh that's it we're not trading him. yeah <laughs> no way these deals are horseshit <laughs> we are not trading him dog shit horseshit wrapped in dog shit i mean give me like 48 hours and call me back mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a couple weeks um okay so that puts like king seven spurs eight ish whatever these don't have to be exact now comes like this three-team little situation where it's the Timberwolves, Wizards, and Bulls. I'm sorry, Bo, but I think the Timberwolves are with the Bulls and the Wizards. Okay. What do you think about that? I think they'll be better than that, but they're in the West. I'd like to think the Grizzlies are better than Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like basically the bottom ten teams mm-hmm. in the league. Sixteen make the playoffs, so there's plenty of teams that will be like the Grizzlies will be like right in the middle of that probably. 
in between terrible and making the playoffs. Teams like Charlotte, that's like an in, that's like a tweener, like in between playoffs and being bad. In the West, it's it's like New Orleans, Memphis, maybe Dallas. Dallas is good because of Luka. Between Minnesota, Washington, and Bolts, like who's who's uh, the ninth spot? Who's the worst team in that group of three? Does it matter? <laughs> Are we wasting our time? <laughs> Definitely does not matter. And I think we got the bottom three. <laughs> yeah. And that's I mean, what's important. Those will be terrible teams. I guess we'll just lump these three teams. Fuck it for the time. For the sake of time, those are our on-the-cusp teams. On the cusp of being bad. Like, what are they going to do to get better? Those are what last year were Orlando, Washington, and Charlotte. Orlando got worse. Washington, I guess, stayed still. Because they're still there. And Charlotte... I mean, Washington and Charlotte last year ended up not being bad teams. Charlotte got better. Yeah. Well, Washington, this is a different Washington team. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Westbrook. So I think they stay like in that just ahead of being bad, but not even close to a playoff team. All right. What else y'all want to talk about? You want some free space? Quick, Kevin, girl, you know it ain't your birthday. birthday. Hey, who birthday? I love all the clips, Jeff. Thank you. It's your birthday. It's best birthday. Quick, ever. Kevin, girl, you know it ain't your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, anybody that knows me at 41 yeah. years old. No cap here, okay? Ain't no cap at yeah. 40. No cap. Birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's going to be the one that gets us fucked. <laughs> uh. So, what are we doing next week? Anything? Let's take a week off. I think we could all use it. Yeah. I think you mm-hmm. could use it and I could use yeah. it. Yeah. Like a day off. Yeah. All right. Nothing. We got to go. Celebrating my birthday all week long. Yeah. That's we right. can celebrate your birthday, man. I'm down for whatever. You're down to clown. I'm down to yeah. fuck around. Let's go. Let's I've do it. I've got two whole days off. Well, I've got one whole day off work this week. So far, it could be, you could have more one by the end of it. Birthday, <laughs> Two times for the birthday, bitch. You could have more. Three times for the birthday, bitch. Fuck it up and vision birthday, bitch. <laughs> All right, let's put this little uh, podcast out there, and uh, if you listen, you listen. If not, then we don't give a shit. Thank you, Bo. Yeah. Thank you, Brian, for being here. On God, on God, every week. On your birthday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep drinking. Oh. <laughs> I just want to get drunk. This is the worst night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the best is that nobody would, you, 
Nobody would have known that we pre we had to start over. I don't care. I'm an honest man. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See ya. <laughs> I can't do anything right. Kick it! You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Tendency, tendency